Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1004 of Ask Pat 2.0. Ask Pat 2.0 is the show where I go deep with business owners who need some help. And so we get into deep conversations about problems, pain, struggles, and I offer advice, and I coach people through the process. Today, we're talking with Sam Gavis Houston, who owns Bite by Bite, that's B-Y-T-E, not bite like eat, because he helps people who are coders and developers get hired at places like Google and Facebook and you know whatever technology firm needs that kind of help. So he helps train people with the interview process and the resume creation process to land those, those types of businesses and those jobs. So super cool business, and he's looking for help on how to grow and expand because he feels a little tapped out. He's done a pretty good job growing his business, and we're looking to help him even further. So that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today, plus a few other things. Very cool. All right, for now, let's get into the coaching call with Sam Gavis Houston from bitebybite.com. Here he is. Hey, Sam, uh, thanks for coming on Ask Pat. I appreciate you for taking the time today. Welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Pat. Yeah, absolutely. So really quick before we get into this, like, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your business and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I've been running my business since the beginning of 2016, and it started as a side project for about a year and a half and then transitioned into full-time halfway through this year. So I run a blog called Bite by Bite, which is B-Y-T-E dash by dash B-Y-T-E dot com, not bite like eating an apple. Eating, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, it, I help software engineers inter, uh, interview for jobs. And this is something where, you know, it's a very technical process. You have to write code as part of your interview and people just really struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And so I help them make that process a little bit easier. That's very cool. What's your favorite part about that process? The people getting the jobs, for sure. It's like getting that feedback from people. Oh, my God, I just got a job at Google. Or, oh, my God, I just got a job at Facebook is just such a cool thing to hear. That's awesome. And are you uh, you're a developer and a, and a coder yourself? Yeah, I was a software engineer for a couple of years, studied computer science in school, and spent all this time preparing for interviews myself and realized that you know, most people don't have the knowledge of how to do this properly. So let me help them do that. I love it. You're providing an amazing service for people. That's, that's really cool. How are, how are you helping them through that process? So right now, I'm actually beta testing a course that is hopefully going to launch in January. And other than that, I do one-on-one coaching. So that's really the primary mode of income right now is one-on-one coaching with clients and helping them through that whole process. So one-on-one, why are you exploring courses um, on top of one-on-one? So a couple things. One is that I had a lot of, so I actually launched an ebook following ebooks the smart way back in August and had a lot of really good feedback from that. And so I wanted to scale up from that and just do something that was a little more involved. So it's the same the course that I'm testing is the same topic, which is this very narrow area of coding interviews called dynamic programming. Mm-hmm. And the book covered that topic, and then the course is digging a lot deeper. And I had a lot of requests for this content, and I felt like doing a video course and getting that depth to it would make a big difference for people. And it seems like it has so far. Cool. And so you're writing a beta program for the dynamic coding course? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So what, what's on your mind? Yeah, so I'm testing the course right now, and everything's going well, and I'm a little bit burnt out from doing the course because it was a lot of effort to 
build that whole thing. And I'm doing everything myself since I don't have that much income and can't afford that much help. And so I want to take a break from doing the courses. I'm going to come back later next year, but really looking to go and build my audience because I'm at a decent point now. I was building it over the last two years and with the ebook launch really helped in particular. I'm at about 2,500 people on my email list right now and seven to 9,000 views a month on my website. And I just feel like the best thing that I can do to improve sales for the course and improve uh, the top of my funnel for my coaching and everything is to bring in more people. And also I can help more people that way. And I'm just a little past the point where I know exactly how to grow the audience. Cause it was easy early on Facebook groups, you know, reaching out to people one-on-one basic SEO stuff. But I feel like I'm starting to hit that barrier where I'm trying to figure out where to go next. Cool. Anything else on your mind? That is the main thing. Okay, so let's build. Um, let, let's figure yeah. out how to get more people to find your stuff, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Now, how have you been attempting to do this? So I have primarily what I've done in the past is, well, one, not much, but two, <laughs> um, posting on Facebook groups. There are a couple of Facebook groups that are very niche for this topic. So there's literally one called uh, Coding Interview Prep, which has probably – it had 10,000 people in it last I checked, but I think it's grown significantly since then. So it's a substantial group, and that's sort of where I got started. Mm-hmm. And there's also a subreddit. Um, but other than that, I've been planning to do guest posting, but haven't done it at this point. And so, I'm, so that's one of my big goals for the beginning of 2018. Why are you considering uh, guest posting as an option? So I did one guest post, uh, exactly one, when I launched my ebook, and that has performed really well. And I also, the biggest source of traffic right now for me is uh, search engine traffic, which is great, but I have very few backlinks. And so I feel like if I could get that authority, that would greatly increase the traffic that's already pretty good. For sure. I think I think that's a smart thing. Um, in addition to guest blogging, uh, something that's really popular and often working even better now is guest podcasting. And what's really cool about the and, – and so it's dynamic programming, right, which is like a very specialized niche within the programming yes. space. Whenever somebody has that kind of superpower in that, that mini niche within a, with, within a bigger niche, I, I, I like my eyes open up because there's so many opportunities to get in front of people who may on the surface seem like a competitor. But you actually go in there and help them because they don't have this dynamic programming experience or, or knowledge in that space. So you could go to another person who has a number of coders, for example, in their audience and help them by being the expert on dynamic programming um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of offer that as value to them in their audience. So it becomes a really not super easy, but a much easier pitch when you want to get on somebody's show or you're pitching a guest uh, post um, because you have this, this specialty. So definitely make sure that that's known when you do reach out to those people. I think that's going to be a, a big strategy moving forward for, for you. But, but even before we get into even more tactical stuff, like what are you hoping to achieve? Like how much traffic do you want? So just doing very back of the envelope calculations. And I've been going through Ramit Zero to Launch, which has been great. And the numbers that he suggests targeting are roughly 10% conversion from 
um, website views to your email list, and then 1% conversion from your email list into paid subscribers. And so my goal for this year is to do 20 course sales a month, which backing that up mm -hmm. is 20,000 visitors, which seem, also seems like a very attainable goal within the next year, if not the next six months. So essentially doubling or 2.5-ing your traffic. Yeah. Exactly. And so your traffic right now is mainly just coming from SEO and a few posts here and there? Yeah, so it's coming probably 50% from SEO uh, and then roughly 25% direct traffic and 25% referral traffic. Okay, so I think really what we need to figure out is, okay, based on those numbers, like what's the plan of attack? Yeah. So how, how often are you considering, let's start with the guest posts slash guest podcasting if, if you're open to that. Um, which yeah, I would sure. definitely recommend. Um, plus, because those things last a lot longer, and people can, you know, those those are evergreen things that people love. Because he, here, he, let's keep, continue talking about this really quick. The podcasting thing is really interesting. So you don't necessarily need to have your own podcast, although that's obviously an option too. But you'd be creating something completely new. I would always recommend that when somebody's considering creating something like a podcast, to get on other people's podcasts first, just to kind of see the power behind it. And what's really cool about that is people can hear your voice. They can hear how you've helped others and can, can kind of get a taste of what it might be like to work with you. And, um, you know, we'll dive into your course offerings and kind of how those are structured versus your one-to-ones uh, in a minute. But um, for coaching specifically, if like if that's something you want to continue to bump up, I mean, it's going to be much easier to do that from a podcast episode where people are hearing what it's like to kind of, you know, what your vibe is like anyway. So um, I, I definitely agree with that. How how What is your plan of attack for guest posts and now guest podcasting, if that's something you're doing. Yeah. Um, so just to go back for a second, I've actually heard, I did a bunch of YouTube videos, which is sort of how I was getting started. And I've absolutely heard from people from coaching clients that like, that was the thing that convinced them that I would be a person that they'd want to work with because they were able to see me the way that I do things. And so I definitely agree with you that doing podcasting would be an awesome thing. Um, in terms of how I'm planning on approaching it, I need to bump up the consistency, not only of posting guest posting and guest podcasting, but also posting on my own site as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to come up with a good sort of more structured approach for me to write individual posts and write more, write higher quality posts in addition to that. So that's, I guess I'm actually not sure. And I'd be curious your input in terms of how I should balance the writing posts for my own site and doing outreach on other sites. Like I was thinking of roughly targeting once a week for creating some sort of content somewhere, whether that's on my site or on other people's sites and was thinking maybe that would work out to one guest post and three posts on my site per month. But I'm honestly not sure what the right approach is to that. Well, I, I have some ideas, but I'd love to hear from you what you feel like the right rhythm would be. Is it three and one, or why do you feel like you need to uh, have? So, what's the current rhythm on your site right now? Current rhythm is, I mean, it was once a week for a while, and then I, as I was doing the course, I dropped off. Was really the problem. So, I'm trying to get back into a once a week rhythm. I think that probably consistency is the thing that matters most, and I don't have any problem with sharing content that I write or podcast with other people on uh, with my list anyway. Mm -hmm. So maybe it makes more sense to aim for a two and two approach where it's sort of more evenly split. I do 
for the SEO purposes, I obviously want to build up more content on my site. I think I have maybe 20 or 25 posts right now. And having been doing this for two years, that's not a lot. So I want to build that up. But I also think that there's a ton of value in going, reaching out beyond just my site. And so maybe a two and two would be a good approach. Since lowering the frequency of blog posts on your own site, have you seen a parallel drop in anything related to SEO? (laughs) No, not at all. So what do you feel now that I've framed that for you might be the way to move forward? So based on that, it sounds like doing just guest posting might be the way to go. The one caveat is that I would worry over time that it would drop off. I haven't seen a drop off yet, but it also hasn't been that long since I've been posting. So I would certainly want to... I feel like it would probably be necessary to continue at least posting with some frequency, even if that's once a month, uh, just keeping fresh content on the site. But maybe that's not true, and maybe I should just be doing guest posting. Well, I mainly frame that because the one guest post three on your own scared me a little bit because I knew that the SEO wouldn't have dropped since you're since since focusing more on the course stuff, um, which I think is a smart move because you're focusing on higher value stuff and, and offerings and assets that, that you build for yourself over time. So I think two and two, in my eyes, would work really well. That way you can even bump up the SEO a little bit more. It's not going to go down. It may even go back up as you continue to be consistent with that once every other week would be a great rhythm. And I think, you know, for me, um, th- that also is cool because you're kind of switching it up every week and it, be- it becomes new every week and you have a new person who you're writing for perhaps every week and so it becomes fun and exciting and never gets dull when you kind of have that interim between your own stuff in there. So I think I think two and two would work. Um, and going back, is that something that's possible though? Can you create a rhythm to actually you know make this happen? And 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 this this may have us consider okay, well I can't do four, but I can do three and. Now, you know, because I want to work backwards from what you have available. So right. what if if you were going to or when you begin to, to, to create this content now, how is that going to be created? So I'm what I'm experimenting with right now is a basically a four week long post writing process that overlaps each week. Mm-hmm. So one week I'm doing the outlining and then the next week writing, next week editing, next week all the auxiliary stuff yes and then you know i'm outlining one post while i'm writing another post and editing another post so that's what i'm experimenting with right now and seems to be working pretty well i'm trying to dedicate a lot more time to writing the posts because in the past i've been very high level with the posts and they i just don't think that they're as valuable as they could be and so i'm trying to dedicate more time to write much more in-depth content um but so that's creating a much longer process, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't still publish on a weekly basis somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think going higher value with the posts, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck by putting a little bit more time and effort on a much longer in-depth post versus, you know, just surface level posts, which could which could change the frequency of how often you post. Um, I yeah. would much prefer that you have the higher value content out there and not I don't want to say waste time with with just kind of the shorter, uh, like you said, just surface level articles. Um, but definitely creating a rhythm is great. I'm I'm so happy to see that you kind of have a system 
in place already. I'm not surprised though, uh, but I think it's I think it's smart to continue to do that. Um, I would absolutely make sure to stick to that schedule. I think it's mm-hmm. it's really important that you honor that and have specific even uh, days uh, where or times during the day where you know exactly what you're doing so that you don't kind of get off course. And maybe it's just going to be an experimental thing too. I mean, that's, I think that's the other thing I want to offer you is the fact that this, this doesn't have to be a permanent commitment, but it can be more like a sprint where you just for a short time period, you know, you're really focused on this so you can see what the results might be. And then you offer yourself a little bit more time back on the other side of it to focus on other things or readjust if needed. And perhaps you might need more time and maybe it's only one post a month on each. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to take just doing to kind of, to kind yeah, of learn for sure. because we can, we can create plans all day. Right. But until you, um, <laughs> you know, I think it's a big lesson for everybody listening is like you, you, you can plan all day, but until you start doing, that's when you finally start figuring out like what really is going to work here. But I think having a plan to start will give you a baseline to then readjust from. Um, so, so that's great. But let, uh, so that, that feels good to me in terms of, you know, your outreach and um, also continuing to, you know, focus on your own site's content too, because you still have visitors there. You want to show them that there's new stuff too. So I think, right. I think, I think that's a really, really smart approach. Now, in terms of your course offerings, because we also want to focus on, okay, well, what happens when people come to your website? How, how does this all work? How are you? So currently, how are you getting people into your coaching program? Is what I wanted to ask you. So the way that it is right now is actually terrible. It doesn't really funnel people in at all. There's just a page and people can find it and they can email me basically. And there is actually a place now where you can schedule a, like a 15 minute consultation directly, but that's the extent of it. And so I definitely think there's a lot more that I could be doing there. The reason I say that is because it seems like selling your courses are going to be a big goal for you next year. I mean, do you, you said you wanted to sell 20 a month? Yeah, so I'd love to do 20 a month in just the courses, at least by the end of the year. And then certainly try to bump up the coaching as well as, and also affiliate sales. But, you know, that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> well, I mean, you have the audience to, to really crank on all those things. Um, yeah. Now it's just understanding the customer journey. And where, where I wanted to go with coaching is that coaching – People who people who have coaching and then offer a course are setting them, themselves up for, for some really good success because the coaching program can anchor the course. There's going to be a number of people, hopefully, that are not hopefully, but like their your coaching programs may be a little bit uh, out of the, out of their price range, right? And so mm-hmm. now you have this downsell essentially, which is your course, which is self driven, and and you know you definitely want to differentiate, you know, how much access people have in coaching versus how much access people have to you in the course. Um, but it becomes a very clear, oh man, I can't afford Sam on a one-on-one, but I can get him a little bit and all this amazing content at this price. And so, you know, what are you actually charging for your coaching right now? A hundred dollars an hour basically, but I do it in packages. Um, so it's either one month or three months, uh, which would be 500 for one month or 1200 for three months. But it's certainly, underpriced <laughs> and the plan is to raise the price when are you going to raise the price asap whenever i have another client i i don't really have pricing list well it is listed on my site right now but the plan is to take that down because it doesn't really reflect what i'm doing now anyway so i usually do the pricing on a per case basis anyway and so just whenever i have my next client potential partner. You, you need to raise the price of that 
Uh, I mean, when you consider what it is also, when we go back to, and people may have forgotten, but what it is you're actually helping them do. I mean, you're helping them land jobs at Google and at Facebook. Uh, yeah. I mean, to pay you $100 an hour for that, um, it, it kind of has a perceived value of, well, is Sam really even going to give me a lot of great information here? I'm not really sure. <laughs> but if, if you were to charge, for example, $300 an hour or maybe even $500 an hour, well, then I know I'm going to get some really good stuff. Yes, you are probably going to have people say, oh, well, I can't afford that when they could have afforded you before. But the whole point of building an online course is to be able to serve those people with it so that you can have more time back to either – focus on those higher level clients and, 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 and give them that kind of white glove experience that you could potentially offer them uh, through this whole process, um, but also be able to serve all those other people uh, on a more scalable level, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, how, do, how does that ring to you in terms of, okay, you're, you're going to be coaching less people, but at a higher and premium price point, better able to serve them, but then you're still able to help people through the course that you have. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes absolute sense. And I think the, the key thing for that is going to be driving more people into the top of the funnel for the coaching so that I'm actually getting through the people who can afford that price point. I've been a little bit skittish to raise the price too much because I just don't have very many people reaching out to me about that, mm-hmm. which is mostly because I'm not really marketing it in any way. And so I think if I market the sales if I market the coaching better, then I will have more people in the top of the funnel and that will make it much easier for me to say, okay, well, it's this price if you want to do the coaching, but I also have these courses that are at a lower price point. You know, there's some people out there who have coaching programs that have zero students, like zero one-to-one students. They are, they are there <laughs> solely just to, and, and of course, if they were to get, have a student you know, go in, they would, they would coach them, but they charge a ridiculous price point so that they don't have students because they want people to go into the online course and, and they market those coaching programs to share the value that, that you could have with them one-on-one, which like I said earlier, anchors the, the online course price. So I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, you said it yourself. It wasn't even my idea, but it was yours to really focus, not just on getting more traffic to your website, which I think is important. We've, we've tackled that already, but it's okay. When people get to your website, how are they getting into all that you have to offer. What's that experience like for them to see that and, and notice that you have this coaching program? It's going to involve not just your website, but your emails and your autoresponders. I mean, these are things that you could yeah, definitely absolutely. get to a point um, where you can begin to automate a lot of this. But I think for higher level coaching, if you still wanted to get to that level, you would need to, especially when you raise the price point, and you're already doing this. It's crazy to me that you're also offering 15-minute consultations for $100 coaching. Now that 15 minutes makes sense to me at a much higher price point because it'll just take one person to say yes uh, to really make up for that time and, and, and serve you. Uh, right. You know what I mean? So tell me what you need to do. So for the coaching, I need to build out my – certainly putting in my email autoresponder would be a great way to present that and just make it more clear on my website. In terms of building the audience, um, guest posting twice a month and posting on my site twice a month and focusing on quality content over just churning out content. And those are going to be the main focuses. How does that sound to you? That sounds really good. Is that something that you feel is possible to do? Yeah, I definitely think that's possible. It's, you know, my goal for the next year, this is 
what my 100% focus. And so I, you know, I'm really going all in and just trying to do the absolute best that I can. And I think that's totally doable. I love it, Sam. Okay, and if you were if you're going to say yes to this in terms of you know sharing your coaching program a little bit better, just at least having people know it exists, because then when you come out with a course, they'll be like, oh well, he has his coaching program now. This course wasn't able to work with him on coaching. Now I can get into this course. So if you do that, and also the content creation, like we talked about, what needs to stop? So this is like okay, let's create boundaries so you can do these things. Are you doing anything that? maybe you shouldn't be doing that's taking up your time that you can pull from to do these other things. So one thing that this is that kind of doesn't count because I've already mostly stopped doing it, but I was doing a lot of YouTube videos working through specific practice problems. And that's something where I built up enough of a library of that, that that's no longer a critical thing. Cool. And then I think that the other thing that needs to stop or start, depending on how you look at it, is that I need to just focus my time better. I sort of know on like off the top of my head, I know how I should be doing things, but I'm not always doing a good job of applying them. Mm -hmm. And so I think just focusing my time, I've been writing first thing when I wake up in the morning, which has been a godsend. It's been the best thing for like my writing productivity. And so continuing to do that and being more consistent about that, I think are the main things that are going to, give me the space to do all this. Yeah, I mean, to sum it up, Sam, to be blunt, <laughs> it's just, you need to stop messing around. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're about to get serious with this. I can feel it. I feel like you can feel it. Um, what was the most useful thing about this call for you? I think just putting together, putting it into a more clear lens and reframing everything and breaking down, like, what are the key things that I need to focus on? So now I know like I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm not worrying about all the million different things that I could be doing. All right, everybody listening, you hear Sam there? Like he's he's figured it out. You need to figure it out too because you're probably doing things that are extraneous that you don't need to do. We figured out Sam's goals. We worked backwards from that. Sam, this was a really great call because you you knew a lot of what needed to happen. We just needed to kind of like yeah. surface it all, right? And And here we are. So- I'm stoked to follow up with you in the future and we can check in on you and see how uh, 2018 runs for you. But dude, you're set up for some major things this year. So uh, really happy to talk to you and just, again, thank you for being open and honest and transparent with us today. Yeah, thanks so much, Pat. All right, I hope you enjoyed that call with Sam. Sam, good luck to you. I wish you all the best. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you later in the future so we can see how well you did and let us all hold you accountable for that work that we talked about. And I'm glad that you had some clarity there at the end too. Remember, it's all about just pulling out the things that you know are gonna help you the most, that 80-20, right? The 20% of things that are gonna help you get 80% of the results. Finding out what those things are and then doubling down on those is really what's gonna make the biggest difference. So keep going. Thank you once again. And for everybody else out there listening, if you wanna get coached in a similar way and in exchange for that coaching, have it be, uh, have me allow, or allow me and my team to put it up there to help everybody else too, uh, That'd be awesome. If you want to do that and apply, we have a lot of people applying, but to apply, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and apply right there on that page. You'll see it right next to the smart podcast player there that plays these episodes. And again, thank you all, everybody who has applied. We are weeding through those right now because there's a lot of great, great content that will come your way. So make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. We've got a lot of great stuff coming uh, like uh, next week's episode where we talk with Brian Mattyish, who is a photographer who is worried a little bit about selling. You know, he's trying to sell. He has a lot of great stuff to sell. 
but he doesn't want to sell out or be too pushy. So I obviously have a lot of experience with that. So make sure you subscribe because we're going to talk with Brian next week about that. We have a lot more episodes already recorded and coming your way. So hey, hey guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you for listening in. Please subscribe and leave a review if you have a moment. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.